Welcome to the Tell Us Something Podcast. I'm Mark Moss. March 22nd, and I'm not flying to Phoenix. Back in 2016, I experimented with duo storytelling at an outdoor event at the Peace Farm. You know how when you listen to two people who really know each other, and they're telling a story, and they sometimes interrupt each other and say, wait, that's not how it happened. Yeah, it was, it was supposed to be like that. Some of the night was like that. We put a little bit of a spin on that idea with Teresa and Rosie's story. I had stopped all theater productions, all classes. I had no answers for anyone. Thanks once again to our title sponsor, Blackfoot Communications. They deliver superior technology solutions through trusted relationships and enrich the lives of their customers, owners, and employees. Learn more at blackfoot.com. Announcing Call for Storytellers. We are currently looking for storytellers for the next Tell Us Something Storytelling live event. The theme is Stone Soup, which pretty much leaves things wide open. If you'd like to pitch your story for consideration, please call 406-203-4683. You have three minutes to leave your pitch. The pitch deadline is February 7th, which leads me to tell you about the live event itself. We will be in person for the first time since August 2021. We are running at 75% capacity, which allows for listeners to really spread out at the Wilma. Learn more and get your tickets at logjampresents.com. Teresa and Rosie built a common story using their different experiences during the pandemic. They call their story March 22nd. Thanks for listening. March 22nd, and I'm not flying to Phoenix. I'm in a long-distance relationship with a man who I think is going to be the next great love of my life. But we've been having an argument on the phone. I'm saying, I have to cancel my flight. My mom is crying. And he's saying things like, well, at our age, I don't think we do what our moms tell us. And I say, but you don't understand all of my friends. Every single person I know who had a flight for spring break has canceled it. He finally acquiesces. a little bit of a dismissive way, and instead invites me to spend the week with him. As the week progresses, he gets a little bit more distracted and a little bit more disengaged. And I head home at the end of that week thinking, well, it's just because he's so sad he doesn't know when he'll see me again. And two days later, I got a phone call explaining that he wasn't going to see me again. He was not going to be able to put up with that kind of distance for an undetermined amount of time, obviously, and so he was seeing someone else. That's who I was talking to. (laughs) And my heart was broken into tiny bits. About two weeks later, I was at Blue Mountain, and I was, uh, well, it was that weird kind of frenzied time. Do you remember when we were all like, didn't quite know how to behave yet, and when we met someone, even outside, we made like a big 10-foot circle around them. And uh, there was a run going on, and this young woman came flying by me down the path, and about 20 yards in front of me, she fell, and she hit her forehead on a rock and gashed her forehead wide open. And I ran to her as quickly as I could, and I got just to her, and I stopped up short, and I reached out, and I said, can I help you? Can I touch you? And she said, no. And she staggered to her feet, and she took off running. And I said, wait. And she turned around, and she said, 
am I bleeding? And I said, yes, you are. And she took off again, and I said, are you going to make it? And she looked at me, and she said, I guess I'm going to have to. March 22nd, and my best friend was not going on vacation. And I had stopped all theater productions, all classes. I had no answers for anyone. My oldest child had COVID in another state, and we couldn't go to them. And they couldn't see a doctor. All the hospitals were overrun, and we're FaceTiming them every day, trying to monitor symptoms of a disease that we don't even understand, freaked out. My other three children had been sent home from school with their backpacks full to the brim at spring break, having no idea if we are going back or what that was even going to look like. And that morning I woke up feeling lost and alone with no answers for anyone, and I packed everyone into the minivan, and I took them out skiing. We got to the ski hill, and they took off in Discovery, and I made the loop at Echo Lake, and at the end of that day, they closed the hill down. Wasn't even going to be safe to be there. And everyone was drinking their beers and getting in their trucks, and I'm piling up my kids, and we start down the hill. And as we're driving down that hill, I'm thinking, what are we going to do? Who are we... Are we going to be able to see anybody after this? What, how are we going to survive this? And as we're headed down that hill, I notice that the two cars in front of me, the one coming towards me and the one right in front of me, are not moving. And I can see it happening just right in front of me. Time slows down, and I yell at my kids, brace for impact. And as the head-on collision in front of us comes to a halt, and we screech up close, we stop six feet from those cars, and I tell my oldest to call 911 and to keep his brothers in the car and try not to look out the windshield. I've got to help. And I run to the first car, and I open that door and make sure she's alive, and she's breathing, and she knows her name, and she knows my name, and to stay still. Help is going to come. I'm not it, but we can do it. I run around to the other side. The passenger is already out. I cover her with the blanket. I make sure that she is alive and breathing. And I make sure that she knows her name and my name. And I run to the next car, and I freeze. I can't even understand what I'm looking at. But what I do know is that one more time, I don't have the answers, and I cannot help. I can't even understand what I'm seeing. But I know it's gone. And in that frozen state, looking back at my children with the car, looking for help, where are they, when are they coming, how fast can this happen, I hear that noise from the back seat. We break the window, and as we pull that little three-year-old out and I get to embrace him, I can carry him to my car put him in the back seat with my boys and they surround him and we ask him all the questions and we talk about Paw Patrol and the only thing I can't do is ask the answer the one question he keeps asking about his mom. And later as I watch those three life flight helicopters take off, all I can think is, God, I hope they're going to make it. I hope they're going to be okay. Spring. 2020. Okay, so you guys, I'm an extrovert. I am not going to be okay. <laughs> Help the extroverts, please. Okay? Let me see if I've got this. I have to spend all of my time alone. I, I've hardly ever been alone in my entire life. I've planned it like that, okay? I do a very not alone art form. 
my husband has died in the last six years. Uh, my sons have moved out, and I'm pretty alone, okay? So I can't be more alone than that. And whoever named this socially distancing, there's nothing social about it. I'm not going to be okay. I am uh, not on this microphone. I'm not going to be okay. I live with four men. Teresa, you're taller than me. I have four penises in my house, and I am never alone. We, it's, it's constant. They're, they're constantly around me. The only time I'm ever alone is sometimes, very occasionally, in the bathroom. And even then, I feel like they're putting their fingers underneath or knocking on the door. <sighs> masks. Let me see if I have this right. We have to wear masks. Okay, okay. I'm a rule follower. I can wear masks. So I find all the right material. I do all the research. I find out the exact kind of little filters to put inside. I buy all the elastic. I get my mom. She's 93 to sew masks. She can't really see, but she can apparently sew. And she makes like 70, and I mail them to all my friends, and I hand them out to my neighbors, and I give them to all my family members. And guess what? We are stopped short because there is an elastic shortage. Swear. Okay, what? We have to wear masks? Okay, and the one that Teresa's mom sews for me looks like a giant maxi pad stuck to my face. Jesus. And now I'm trying to convince these other four people in my house that they have to wear masks all the time. These are people that won't even change their underwear. That I'm inspecting their laundry baskets on a regular basis and I've been lecturing to them about washing their hands since the day they were born. I know how disgusting they are. And there they are, wanting to touch me or be next to me all the time. All the time. With their disgusting masks and their unwashed hands. Don't touch me. Someone please touch me. <sighs> you guys, my girlfriends are great. You know what I'm saying? But you know how that is when you want something really, really badly and you can't have it? I want someone to kiss me. I want to be caressed. I want to be hugged. I really want sex. That's what I'm trying to say here right now. I need a man and I cannot have one. Okay, I need less men because I want to have sex, okay? I can have sex all day long. He is here all day. Nobody's leaving the house ever, and that's the problem because we're all on the same floor. All of us. These walls are way too thin, and the only place I'm alone in the bathroom is I'm not giving that up. Sorry, okay? Sometimes I'm in the bathroom, and I feel all alone. <sighs> There's no one to even get me toilet paper if I run out of toilet paper. What is up with the toilet paper thing, you guys? Who needs that much toilet paper? I mean, right? Michael, we're out of toilet paper again. We're out of toilet paper. Why is it that we're always out of toilet paper? You have got to find us some toilet paper. What? Teresa is going to have to give us some toilet paper. Luckily, my husband is working a commercial remodel in the middle of all this, and he scores the mother load. He's remodeling that McDonald's bathroom, and he comes home one day with his prize pig. It is a toilet paper roll three times the size of my head. Industrial thin, scratchy toilet paper. But we don't even have, like, a dispenser to put this in, so he just puts it on the bathroom floor. Okay, gross. 
Have you ever lived with people with penises? It's supposed to be able to aim, yet it just bees all over the floor, nonstop. So now we have a giant thing of disgusting toilet paper on the bathroom floor. And now it's summer? It's summer! Ah! I'm walking on sunshine. Yeah! Oh, you guys, I'm so excited. It's summer. Here's why. I could date. I could date. Yeah, I have this figured out. I'm going to get on match. I could just meet people outside. We could stay six feet away from each other. We could have coffee. We could hike. We could walk our dogs. We could go biking. We could go swimming. We could go kayaking. I'm going to buy a kayak. I'm going to learn to paddleboard. God, but all my friends are making me feel so guilty. Like, it would be so unsafe. I haven't figured out. They just don't get it. Fine. Fine, I'll make my own fun. I'll do yard work. I'll press those seeds down in the soil with my finger. I'll fertilize my own petunias. And I'm gonna mow my lawn. Actually, I just weeded. Monroe, you cannot smoke weed. If I cannot smoke weed, you cannot smoke weed. I do not care that you are 19 years old and home from college. We are not smoking weed. I got sober 25 years too early for this pandemic. Nobody's smoking weed. And everybody's going outside, okay? You can go hiking, you can go biking, we have a kayak, we have a paddleboard, there's pogo sticks. Just get out of the house. Please, God, get out of my house. I can't have you in here anymore. Summer is not a time to bake inside. Please go outside. You know what you could do? You could mow my lawn. Mow my lawn! Or how about this? How about you could just weed, weed the garden? And then the saddest thing of all, no summer theater day camp! For the first time in 24 years, there was not going to be a Teresa Waldorf summer theater day camp. We tried everything we could to figure it out, and a lot of parents called us to help us try to figure it out. We just couldn't. We were like, we, we could be outside, we could be in masks, we could sanitize, we could hose down children. We, we just couldn't do it. We just knew we couldn't keep them safe. And we need to keep them safe. We just need to keep them safe. We need to keep you safe. We need to keep them safe. Everybody has to be safe, okay? So we start being safe. I have bought 695 masks. You know what? They're even disposable. You don't have to wash them anymore. Just put them on your face, okay? And we stop seeing my parents. We stop seeing my sister. We stop seeing even the people that we used to stand in their driveways and wave at and talk to from afar. We just stop seeing everybody. There's no sleepovers. There's no bike rides, there's just us in this house together, and everybody is safe. And then it was fall, fall on your knees, oh hear the angel voice, online school. Seven devices on my internet. I don't have the bandwidth for this. And you know what? I don't have the bandwidth for this, okay? Uh, you're on Zoom in 10 minutes. You're on Microsoft Teams in 10 minutes. Yes, you have to get out of bed. It doesn't matter. You don't have to put on pants, but my God, it's middle school. Just keep your camera up. Thank God I'm good at technology. 
You guys, I suck at technology. <laughs> I mean, anybody that knows me knows that if there's a problem, it was me. And now they want me to teach my UM creative drama class online. You know what you do in creative drama class? You touch everyone. You hold hands, you hug, you piggyback, you get in, you form worms and caterpillars and machines, and everything's connected and everyone is connected because guess what? Connection is the point. But anyway, I'm going to need your help, Rosie. Okay, okay, just find the on button. Nope, that's enter. It looks like a circle with a little tab. Nope, that's Q. That's a Q. That's not, nope, okay. All right, it's around the side. You know what? Okay, let's move on to lesson two. Okay, right click. No, yeah, no. Uh, that it's There's two clicks. It's a left click and a right click. Surprise. I know, you should have learned that 17 years ago. Two different clicks. Okay, all right, so let's just, uh, let's just close the window. Nope, come back to your computer. That's not the real window. It's a, it's a square. It's at the top. You know what? I'm just going to come over. You know what? I can't come over. I just have to get through one more Zoom with the kids. Okay, we have made it through almost an entire semester of school with these children online, okay? And guess what? Nobody knows how to do eighth grade math in my <laughs> entire house, and that's okay because who needs math? We don't need math. Turns out we don't need math because you know what? We're not seeing my dad. We don't have to tell him he's a math teacher. Okay, but you know what? Gus Gus. All right, Gus Gus. He's 10. He's made it through almost all of fourth grade. All he has to do is one more paragraph in the weather report. He wakes up that morning, and I say, all right, buddy, I've got all day Zooms for suicide prevention. I cannot miss them because people actually die at my job. So all you got to do is just finish up that paragraph on weather, and he starts to sob. It's like, goes, and he says, I haven't done my homework for five weeks. Teresa, I'm going to need your help. <laughs> okay, Gus. Do you know how I work that thing? That computer? Okay, good. That's your part. Here's my part. I am not interested in your learning to spell grammar, punctuation, how to form a paragraph. I'm going to talk. You're going to type. Here we go. Capital H. U. R. R. I. C. A. N. E. Space. A. R. E. Space. S. O space B I T exclamation point hit submit. Okay, next paragraph. Tsunamis. T S O. Oh, it starts with a T. 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 It's just trust me. It starts with a T. <laughs> and then it was winter. The winter of our discontent. And my mom called. She needs help. I can't. I'm not supposed to. She has COVID. My sister has COVID, the whole family has COVID, my dad has COVID. So I send all the packages. I, I beg all the people in Helena to drop things off in gloves and run away from their porch. And we get scared, but we get hopeful too. We also say, we're gonna make it through this. We get positive. We're, we're gonna get to the other side. And here's the great news, is that if you get through this, then we get to see each other again. We get to hug each other. We get to spend the holidays together. Your antibodies will be all up and we'll buy the biggest turkey. So that's what I do. I go to Costco, I buy that biggest turkey ever, right? I buy all the things. And the day before Thanksgiving, my mom calls and says, dad's in the hospital. Three days later, I go to Helena and I sit with my mom and we talk to the doctors and we make signs and we hold them up to the ICU window and we put our hands. He's too tired to talk on the phone. And we wait. 
and miraculously. Three weeks of ICU, and he's one of the very few people to walk out of there. And we set up that oxygen with the long lead, and he's not the same. But we get to hug each other. And I go home, and I wrap every present, and I buy an even bigger turkey and all the food for Christmas. And I wake up Christmas Eve morning feeling like shit. And I go get that COVID test. And there I am quarantining for my family, waiting at the top of the stairs, trying to peek down just to see. My husband's making the breakfast that I, that I bought all the ingredients for and handing it out to the neighbor. And my children are opening their presents and FaceTiming with the neighbor. And I'm just, could you send, can, hey, I'm up, can you see me? I'm up here. I'm all, I go back in my room and I'm all, I'm all alone. I'm all alone. <gasps> I'm all alone! Christmas! And I watched four seasons of The Crown, and it was delightful. And it's the holidays, you guys, and I'm getting really good at this. I watched 10 seasons of The Bachelorette. <laughs> I like Claire. I don't know why nobody likes Claire. Okay, oh, we got 30 seconds. Too bad. So, anyway. So we start getting good at this COVID thing, right? We start getting better and better. We are, we are adjusting to COVID. Yes. Yeah. I start walking by mirrors and saying, yeah, cat calling myself. That 19 looks good on you. Mm, Oreos. I start exercising while I'm watching The Bachelorette. <laughs> I take up cross-country skiing again. I start drinking alone. I start eating alone. I buy really cool new patio furniture. Did you guys all try to do that? You know, when you could still buy it. And then one of those really cool heater things for my friends. Yeah, we sat around our fire pit and we accidentally burned some of our new patio furniture. And then all of a sudden, you guys, it was spring 2021. I think we made it. We made it. I think we made it. I think we might we have made, made it. it. We made it. Yeah, and guess what? We made it without falling prey to FOMO. Nope, 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 nope. You just say FOMO. Oh. You don't have to spell, you don't have to, nope, FOMO, fear of missing out. Yeah. Yeah. And we also didn't end up with JOMO, the joy of missing out. Nope, don't miss it. Instead, we've landed on something new. We call it GOMO, the gift of missing out. Because now we know. We appreciate it even more. Being here with you, being outside, every moment now feels like a gift. This is a brilliant gift. Yeah, it is for sure. And when we started planning this um, like six weeks ago, we were going to end it differently. But tonight we decided we should say, so I think that was probably the dress rehearsal. The great news is we know how to do this. If we have to do it again, we're going to do it even better. Lights up. <laughs> Rosie Ayers and Teresa Waldorf were related in a former life. They met this time when 13-year-old Rosie babysat Teresa's son Sam, then two years old. They crossed paths again some seven years later at University of Montana's School of Theater and Dance, where Rosie was a student and Teresa was employed. Working on plays together, they built a friendship that led to the creation of a team that has brought the following productions to downtown Missoula. Parallel Lives, Wonder of the World, The Three Sisters of Week Hawken, 
and five lesbians eating a quiche. They also make up the comedy team Lucinda and Lulinda, the home shopping girls who most recently performed for Missoula Gibbs, selling their own products, emotional baggage, suitcases filled with embarrassing memorabilia to get your children to move out, and the cougar kit for moms who want to travel alone to France. When not sitting around together laughing, Rosie can be found at United Way of Missoula County, where she is the Project Tomorrow Montana coordinator, or goofing around with her partner Michael and their four kids. Teresa just retired from the Montana Repertory Theater and University of Montana School of Theater and Dance and cannot be found. On the next Tell Us Something podcast, tune in to listen to a conversation that I had with Missoula author and raconteur Jeremy N. Smith. You know, if it's a trick with Marcello Hazan, and I'm like, I'm going to make the sauce, and it's going to take me a while. Why don't you guys make the pasta? It's a good thing if you've got a couple that's visiting, they're engaged, see if they could make pasta from scratch again. It's a really good relationship test. Tune in for that conversation, along with a story Jeremy told live on stage at a Tell Us Something event in 2014. Thanks to our title sponsor, Blackfoot Communications. Since 1954, Blackfoot Communications have fostered a reputation based on exceptional customer service and community involvement. They deliver superior technology solutions through trusted relationships and enrich the lives of their customers, owners, and employees. Learn more at blackfoot.com. Thanks to Casper Junkers, who provided the music for the podcast. Find them at casperjunkersband.com. Thank you to our in-kind sponsors. Hi, it's Joyce from Joyce of Tile. If you need tile work done, give me a shout. I specialize in custom tile installations. Learn more and see some examples of my work at joyceoftile.com. Hey, this is Gabe from Gecko Designs. We're proud to sponsor Tell Us Something. Learn more at geckodesigns.com. Missoula Broadcasting Company. Learn more at missoulabroadcasting.com. Float Missoula. Learn more at floatmsla.com. Missoulaevents.net. Remember to subscribe to the podcast, stay safe, get vaccinated, take care of yourself, and take care of each other.